Do you want to bring balance to all the wireless radiation fields in your life, including 5G? The Omnia Radiation Balancer is a small sticker you can stick on any device. It changes the state of the field and creates a new resonance between the wireless radiation and your energy field. On the link below you'll see all our testing results that show how the body responds excellently once you've made this change in your life. And here's a special offer for the Journey to Truth crowd. Just enter the word TRUTH in caps at the checkout for your 10% discount. It's easy to bring balance back to your body with the Omnia Radiation Balancer. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, before we get started tonight, once again, as you guys know, Aaron and I will be speaking at the Great Family of Light Gathering in Sedona, Arizona, July 23rd through the 25th, and tickets are still available. So if you guys want to come hang out with us, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of great speakers. Um, I don't know, Aaron and I are speaking Friday night, the first night of the conference, so I know there are day passes available, so if you want to see us, make sure that you get there for the first day. Tickets are only $333 for the weekend. That's not too bad, uh, especially for a full weekend conference. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we hope to see you guys there. Uh, you guys know the promo codes Journey to Truth 10 for 10% off the Hopewell Farm CBD. And then uh, for 15% off our Teespring merch, CGI Joe. And uh, that'll get you 15% off anything in the Teespring store for now until we change that. And then, as you guys know, Omnia Radiation Balancer, 10% off with promo code TRUTH, all caps. Tonight, we are joined by Jackie Pierce. Some of you guys may recognize her from uh, Talks with Tony. So she co-hosts a show with Tony Rodriguez, the SSP whistleblower. We've had him on the show a few times. And it's really awesome stuff. I've been watching uh, their show, and I can always tell that she has stuff to say. And according to Tony, she has some really cool experiences to share. So we're going to get into that tonight. She is a medium, an experiencer. I think you're a, what you call a spiritual connections teacher. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot to unpack here. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Uh, I don't think you've done many interviews before, so this is uh, this is all new information for us as well. And we're glad to have you on the show. Well, thank you both for having me on. It's really cool to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, been looking forward to this. So I really want to know um, about your off-planet experiences, okay. and and but I also. Um, I also would like you to give a brief background on who you actually are and how you got into how you found your way into even hosting a show with an SSP whistleblower, because I know you have a very scientific background mm -hmm. uh, and you're acting as a bridge kind of between the scientific, like scientific community. I feel like you're uh, you're almost bringing credibility to the idea of a secret space program. Um, because if we can get our credible scientists on board with this information, um, a lot more people will pay attention to something like that. So I think I find it very interesting. Yeah, thanks for saying that. It's it's like a big goal of mine is to 
I always say normalize contact, but also talk about like how it is possible. And just because someone's not aware of how it's possible, you're also not aware of how a text message works, but it works and you trust it. So we've got to like expand that a little bit. So thanks so for saying that. So yeah. good analogy, yeah. So how does a text message work? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Vibration, it's yeah. waves, you know, it's what we're all doing. Yeah. Um, I feel like you asked me a question in there, or a couple of questions. So where would you like me to start? Um, well, uh, basically, just give us a background on how you ended up doing a the show with I mean, Oh, we're doing a show with Tony. The, the medium and how you ended up doing the show with Tony. Just, just all of it. Lay it on us. <laughs> so, well, Tony happened because I was looking for answers of what was going on for myself, both like in the medium realm, but also in these weird I didn't even think they were memories at the time. I, I thought that my medium skills were bringing in visions that I couldn't correlate to any person. Like it just didn't occur to me, like, what if this is a memory? Mm -hmm. And then I was watching Gaia and I saw Tony's show. And it was one of those moments where he said something and I just paused the show and I just sat there and was like, holy crap do you cuss on this show yeah, oh yeah okay, go for it. I oh, yeah. swear a lot so I'll, I'll, I'll try but it. I was just like holy fuck oh my god and I reached out to Tony and I, I thought there's no way this guy's even going to get back to me but he did and then he encouraged me to do a few things like create a timeline you know the things that he recommends or we recommend in the recall course or the show but um then we just started chatting offline and Tony was like, you know, we really have to just record these and put it out there, which we started to do with, we were calling it coffee chats on YouTube, but then everybody started getting censored off of YouTube. And I knew some of what we were saying wasn't going to make it through like the censorship crackdown. So then we just started on Patreon and we kind of were like, you know, we might have four people interested or we might have, I don't who God knows how many, but it's worked so far. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been an awesome show. Like I really, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it it really has been, and it's a cool dynamic between the two of you. And uh, you guys are like getting some awesome guests on, and yeah. it's uh, it's very cool. And uh, I, there's like a, I think it's like a five dollar Patreon to get the basic level, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's all I have. So, uh, um, I recommend it. It's worth it, guys. It's definitely worth it. You're supporting a good cause, and and they're doing some really yeah. great work. Thank you. So when did you realize that you were a medium? So, you know, I like try and always pinpoint it to like one moment and I can't or I change my mind which moment it was. But really, as a child, like young child, I would say I was a very psychic kind of weird child. And then um, there was a combination of a few things in my late 20s when it resurfaced. I quit drinking. I was doing yoga and I was starting to do more like quantum regression type stuff on myself. Oh, and okay. then I hit age 29 and I was teaching yoga and I actually put my hands on a student and I got this flash of all this information about him. And I like raced out and I went to this acupuncturist I was working with and I was like, I'm either legit going crazy or there's something else going on in this world. And it's like really real. And she was real enough to be like, well, you know, both are possible. You could be going batshit crazy 
or there's a lot more going on, but I want you to speak to this woman. And it was through a series of like my own personal experiences and then talking to other teachers who really honestly just made me feel okay with what was going on. Sure. It's a big thing when the stuff starts happening for you is you're like, am I okay? And is my life going to be okay if I accept this? Yeah. So totally. it was like, a, it was like, and then I started looking back and I was like, oh my gosh, I was having these medium flashes, medium meaning receiving messages from outside of myself, not necessarily just talking to dead people, but knowing things or being able to do like a timeline scan of another person, which we happy to talk more about but oh yeah definitely. it was kind of going on for a while and then at age 29 it just like slammed back through and everything just flipped back on and i know you're the real deal because whenever we talked i reached out to you to ask you to come on the show i i didn't even know that you were a medium i had not heard you say that on the episodes that i caught I had no idea. And while we were talking, um, someone very close to me came through and it was caught me off guard. It was totally unexpected. And the information that came through was mind blowing um, stuff that no one knew. And it was uh, it was a pleasant surprise. And I have relayed that message to another person. And uh, just I mean, that just proves to me that how important that this work is and how, you know, it's a gift. You know, they say everybody can do this stuff, but obviously some of us are just more naturally inclined at some of this stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah guys, she's the real deal. Crazy. Yeah. I, I, I was like, I don't know if I scared him away. Like, are they ever going to call me back? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. It was, it actually excited me to even more for the interview, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so then you get, came back at 29 and did you like start working with this? Like you, this, you made this a job or? Well, 29 is when it like full, you know, went full throttle from like a little. So before that, I was kind of like always found myself just talking to people or asking questions that seemed very random. Um, and then 29 is when I would say there was like a big shift, like a, a real huge amplification of the ability but really, I would say early 20s is when I started noticing, like, I think, I don't know, I just felt different than other people. I mean, I think we all do, but it felt different in that way. Um, and then I studied actually a lot. And then I like um, made contact with what I now believe are an uh, e ET life form that I was before this life. I didn't know that then, but I made contact and I said like, okay, I'm willing to work with this ability. If you promise me to like protect anyone that I work with, because I don't want to hurt anyone and I don't want anything low vibration or at the time, all I said was like evil to come out of this. And they were like, we promise. And I literally walked back to my corporate job and just looked at my boss and was like, I'm leaving. And he was like, what? you've just gone to lunch. Like what, what's going on? And I was like, I'm leaving. I have to have to do something. That's amazing. So, yeah. That is amazing. Good for you. Yeah. That we all get to that point. Not all of us, but the goal is right to get to that point where you can walk away from that job and, and move I on. I mean, I was scared shitless really. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm listening to voices telling me I'm going to be okay. But like, am I actually <laughs> going to be okay if I go do this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it, obviously you, are i hope yeah. you appear yeah. to be. 
It was, you know, it was just, I've, I've been a hundred percent referral. My business has grown uh, my, my medium business and now working with other people who have experiences or have abilities. It's been a hundred percent referral. So it was slow in the beginning, you know, cause you only know one person and then they refer you to one person, but now I'm able to do it full time and live a comfortable life. That's beautiful. That's amazing. Thanks. Just for you. So, so you get, um, do you ever get pinged? Like, do you ever have, even not being around somebody, just, do you ever get a message? Like you need to get, reach out to this person and tell yeah, them something. I did that to you too. Well, I, you did, you, you <laughs> did, but that, I do remember, but that was more like, just, I, I didn't know if an, a particular person was coming through or at that well, point or what? I, w- I felt like, well, do you want to talk about it? Sure. Was it, do you have a grandfather that passed? I did. Was, was, is it, is your grandmother still here? No, she's gone too. Gone too. But were you talking about him at all when you were away? Well, no, maybe I could, honestly, it could have been, I, okay. that I can't say one way or another because he comes up. Actually, I was now that I, now that, that, I, like, right now before that I reached out, now that I think about that, um, I was talking about him quite a bit actually, because my grandfather who's still alive is going through something similar. And I was telling my family, I'm like, listen, grandpa's in way better shape than my other grandpa was you know so like you guys like don't count him out yet you know and then yeah. i started telling stories anyway so that yeah. was why i felt like it was your grandfather coming through but like i kind of gauge and like okay is this person even in a space to talk about this or not so i like sent you a message and checked yeah. in and then i was like okay hey, he's on vacation i don't know I'll, I'll let him be but i felt like it was your grandfather and was he was showing me that you were talking about him and I felt like he was you were either talking about him to your mom or your grandma like another female energy there and he was mm-hmm. just acknowledging that interesting yeah that was yeah. that was absolutely happening wow is that what you mean by a ping I get those yeah that's what I meant yeah well, yeah perfect, perfect example um well thank you for sharing that <laughs> yeah and we with you you and everyone yeah <laughs> yeah <clears throat> Um, okay, so your um, your experiences, the stuff that you never considered could have been memories. Yeah. Um, when did that those start happening? Happening. Um, young, very young. All right. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. All of it. No. <laughs> start. Well, so I don't. I've listened to Tony's experience and uh, Randy Kramer's. And so I don't know what all is out there, but I'll tell you that I didn't, in talking to them, don't feel like I fit in that mold. And I remember when I was, I mean, where do you want me to start? Young? Well, if, if it's significant, yeah. Like, like if you think it plays a part in this, you know. Yeah, I think that I want to make this coherent because I have all this information that I want to like streamline into some coherent storyline for you but I think it started when I was young I remember um levitating so what that looks like is I remember a craft showing up in my backyard um I remember certain details about the craft and one of them was that it actually had like a ball that it roll landed on it didn't like 
drop like everyone else says. So it was this craft from the sky, it roll landed. These two human looking people got out and there was, there was a game that they play with a ball. And so first they say like, don't let the ball hit your house, it'll destroy the house. So they roll the ball and you have to stop it. And then they, they start getting a little more like, oh, you know, you have to jump a certain way to stop the ball, whatever it is. And then finally they throw the ball in a way where the only way that you believe you can stop the ball from destroying anything is to levitate and catch it. And then the moment you do that, you're gone. Gone it's as like, far as what? Gone as far as I, I left with them that oh, time. Like okay. you're out. As soon as you levitate, you're like, so after the levitation and being like snatched is the best way to describe it. I have no further memories of that one. That's really interesting. I mean, we hear experiences all the time. I hadn't heard anything like that before. The, so there's one other person I was put in touch with that I was able to speak with on the phone. His name is Jonas. He's really left the scene, but we were able to like share our stories back and forth. And his was a little bit similar. Um, levitation. So when I shared that story with my sister, she said, yeah, you could always leave 3D. Like, don't you remember me trying to teach you to put your aura around yourself? And I was like, no. And she was like, but you didn't. You just left 3D. And because of that, they tracked you more. Um, so I guess from mm. what I understand, okay, so I have to say, like, there seems to be two uh, species involved in my experiences. Okay. One that would kind of uh, take me and check in that I still believe I'm connected to. And I believe that that's the life form I was before incarnating as human this time. There's another group. It's a combination of human and other species. Um, I was able to remember the name on their uniform. It's USS Arcorp. That was putting me through some kind of recruitment um, tests from age three until 12 and 12 is when I was potentially well taken for longer by USSR Corp. USSR Corp. Interesting. And were you going to say something? I, no, it's, that's the first I've heard that term. So that's interesting. So I shared it with um, James who has a show and then he ran it by Peter and Peter actually confirmed what I remember from them which kind of freaks me out. Um, Cause even though I have these memories, it's still a part of me that's like, maybe I'm just intercepting somebody else's mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. my medium abilities, or maybe this is just, you know, there's a part of you that's like, what if I'm just imagining this, but then. For the, for the listeners, you're referring to James Rink and Peter the Insider? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I listened to a show of his, I don't know him, but I was kind of like, I don't know if this person is credible or not. I don't know if that should scare me or not, that he knew all about USSR Corp and what they do and that it was completely in line with what I remember of my time off planet. Yeah, I've heard very similar things about Peter um, before, and uh, I've actually been nudged to reach out to him myself by someone else, and I haven't, I have yet to do that, but um, that's interesting that I, I didn't even know that you had spoken with him. So 
No, I haven't spoken with him. James asked him and then they did like a little show about it that I watched. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. Still interesting that they were able to confirm it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you had that experience. Um, so I have memories and then I've done regressions trying to sort of figure out like which experience was with which species. Um, and then I think age 12, that I left and I have memory of that experience. I have memory of waking up somewhere else. And then there's like a, probably, I don't remember anything from 12 to 17 off planet. I don't know where I was or what I was doing from 17 to 23. I have memory of what I was doing and that was with the USS R-Corp. And okay, so whenever you were 12, you said you remembered one, like waking up somewhere else. Where did you wake up? Um, I can speculate where, but I can just tell you that I went into doors in the ground on earth, that I was on a table, my levitation skills or leaving my body worked in my favor because I kept projecting my consciousness out of the table. And there were like three people standing around me. And one of them was like, God damn it, get her back in her body. Mm, And then they said to me, if you don't get back in your body, we're going to make this really hard for you. And I was like, fine. And the moment I went back in, I remember something swiveling over my face. Tony told me about a needle. I don't remember a needle. I just remember this gold instrument swiveling over my face. Then I woke up and I was in a room with fake windows, meaning that the windows were light instead of actual outside oh yeah this to give the impression of the daylight yeah Yeah. or the illusion of it yeah correct um my head was shaved i was in a gown and i was eating sludge and the sludge and then they watched me to see if i threw up and i didn't and then they gave me this it looked like dog food And I ate the dog food and I immediately threw up and they were like, okay, good. It worked. And then I was like, what worked? And they were like, we did a procedure on your liver gallbladder so that your body could tolerate space. Wow. Yeah. And you, this was age 12 still. Yeah, that was 12. That's intense memory. That's an intense memory to have and retain from yeah. that age yeah um i knew this was going to be good yeah. <laughs> right. I'm, i've never like only you know this is the thing i don't want to hide this stuff anymore i told my family before the show that was hard my mom's side of the family knows my dad's side of the family didn't know nobody wants to feel crazy nobody wants to have something coming out of their mouth that sounds batshit crazy and we have to talk about this you know, yeah. so this is like my first time to really share this in a public way. So, well, thank you. Thank you for your bravery. Yeah. Well, that's... you guys are the platform for it. So, well, thank you for well, saying that too. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate that. And I know what it's like to like, for the, when we first started this show, I was scared to death actually, just like because of what people were going to think of me. But like you said, it's time to get it out. Yeah. And the reason you have to talk about this stuff right now isn't because you want to, it's because dark to light, everything's coming to the surface and they do a lot of stuff against your free will. 
and there's mm -hmm. slavery and trafficking involved in some of these programs and people are talking about them, even though some of the audience might not even believe in it, it still has to surface. It still has to be brought to the surface so it can heal, be healed. Yeah. And that's what we're looking at right now. That's why more and more people are coming forward. Um, it's raising some, you know, the skeptics are like, okay, who, why all of a sudden are all these people coming forward um, with these experiences? I think it's just part of Gaia moving into this new frequency. The veil is thinning. Everybody's being activated. And that's just the times, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the time. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'm I'm curious now to get into your stuff in the in your 20s from 17 to 23. Is that what you said? Yeah. At the USSR court. Mm -hmm. It was um, honestly like a very mundane period of sort of doing the same thing day after day after day after day. Um, but basically, the whole memory was triggered by me all of a sudden remembering a creature that looked like an eel with a chicken's head huh. and oh, remember yeah. seeing it like on a table with like a belt over it and talking to it telepathically, like desperate talking to this thing. And then, um, so I get a little bit gritty with my memories. I'm like, if this is real and this is mine, you fucking remember something else then right now. And that's like how I talk to myself. I'm like, if this is yours, this is your memory you got to remember more right now and it works, but like you need to really want it when you say that to yourself, because like, this is the thing about remembering stuff is it will leave you like disheveled drinking coffee at 4am with tears coming down your face and everyone in your immediate proximity worried about you. Like remembering stuff isn't always that cool. Mm -hmm. I just want to say that. Um, but so then what I remember it is that I, was standing by a table. There was some kind of operation going on there. And it was just my job to report when the life force had gone from this animal uh, species. I don't know, because it was intelligent. I could talk to it. It was way more involved than any human I know. Like it was this beautiful energy. And I was so tortured because they'd be like, they'd ask me like now and I'd have to say like yes or no still there or not there still there or not there like my only job over and over and over was to tell these people if what they were operating on or prodding or just really fucking with still had life force or not and you could feel in that particular one it had an impact on me because I could feel not just this creature but I could feel its whole species you know like I felt connected to its place of origin and the, and its other community. It was just very impactful moment. Um, but then there are like six years of me doing that where stuff kind of comes through and then it all fits within the same mundane, repetitive life of just standing there saying if something has life force or not. Wow. That's wow. And that's, I mean, I'm sure you're empathic, you know, obviously that's so that's how that has to be. That's not an easy job is what I'm trying to say. Like watching are, were these things being tortured. And yeah, just, I mean, you know. they were, they were trying to figure something out and, Oh, I, I, um, whatever they were trying to do, they needed light to make it happen. And where we were, which was between 
the thir third and fourth planet on the outer rim of our planets. That, um, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It Life happens. with dogs, they're going to do it again. Um, is that like Saturn, Uranus, or Jupiter, Uranus? So it's funny in the memories, there are, I don't know how in depth you want me to get. Let me take my jacket off. I knew it was going to get hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, if you have to take your jacket off for it, then we want to hear about it. Okay. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you wear a collar, but the collar, what I was wearing was more tracking like brain activity and you're, you could only think to a certain extent. So when I was trying to figure out like where I was, I could only say you're between the third and fourth planet on the outer rim of earth. Like I couldn't tell myself I was on an asteroid or not an asteroid, but like a moon looking surface, mm -hmm. but I couldn't, couldn't fully connect to like, what's the name of this thing? What planet am I orbiting? Like what's going on? I could only like see the map of it and and take like a mental snapshot to remember because if you got into too much high processing you would get like like a jolt like the like a, it would stop your brain activity in a way the collar would well the collar was there but you would feel it like in your head you'd be like mm -hmm. so i don't know they didn't they didn't want you thinking even <laughs> Well, not certain details, I guess. It was a little weird. So, um, but it was dark all the time there. There wasn't any daylight. And what they were doing, they needed light for. And myself and some others that were there knew that. We didn't tell them. Oh. So we knew that whatever they, they were. Know, no. They didn't know that. Okay. Mm -mm. Interesting. So, a little vague, but. That's what I remember. No, that's that's more than a lot. That's more than I was expecting. And so this was all under, so USSR. Corp. USS Arc Corp. And do you have any any idea on where these guys are based out of, or is this an Earth Alliance or Earth Group? No, out of our solar system. Old. It's an old thing. Like it's older than I. I read like um monarch programming type book and and i was like this stuff is older than that it's way older than that it's way more advanced than that uss stands for united solar system i don't know what the rest is i think somebody said it online but they're from outside of our solar system they come in they can detect um abilities like vibratory abilities from the sky meaning when certain children are born, they can pick up on their vibration from the sky. And that is probably how we get our targeted individuals. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. Well, I've heard the cabal has, whether it's technology or however they're doing it, they're able to detect, um, yeah, when, one, when star seeds are born and then they track, track us. And then and test you. Yeah, yeah. And then also, yeah, certain abilities, like you said, they're able to detect that as well. And then they they will target those individuals and try to try to um probably abduct like that's probably why you were taken because of your your abilities. I'm assuming they, they just wanted to use that. Uh three reasons. Your um origin, meaning I think that they know if you were another life form before human. Okay. 
your um, DNA in this body as well, though, does play into it. So if you're from this really powerful origin, but you come into like a clunky body, you don't fit the mold Mm -hmm. and your um, fight. So USSR Corp, from what I remember, puts you through very rigorous testing to see if you crumble or fight. And they only take people who fight. So one of the tests that I remember, which I now have reason to believe was at um, an airport not far from where I am now. Some of these things I've found, found names, I've found houses, I've gone back to locations, like proven it. Yeah. Nice. Um, Tony, did the, Tony did the same thing. I know. He, yeah. He I told him all these I remembered something and I was like, should I do it? And he was like, I'm going to tell you no. And you're going to wake up in the middle of the night. You're going to go do it anyways. So, <laughs> it looked. Yeah. Um, but they put you in a simulator that feels like you're really in it though. You don't know you're in a simulator and then they give you these tests. So the one that I remember the most is like, I'm flying a craft. And I have a partner and the craft is going to crash. And then they see one, if you can save your craft, which is through levitation, by the way. And then two, if you'll save your partner. And I remember like hitting the ground, hitting the ground and crashing is bad because you go through a recycle process where you have to like kind of do it all again. So you don't want to crash, but you know that if you like use your abilities to save it, then you also get pushed into even more like stressful, torturous scenarios. That one I remember because I was like, fuck it, fine. I saved mine and I also like sent my energy over and I saved my partner from crashing too. And I remember like we both just like got close to the ground and stopped. And then all of a sudden everything like, faded out and it turned into what I thought was a barn because I grew up around farming. I was like, what? I'm in a barn, a big white barn, a tall barn. These people ran out from behind a two-way mirror and the guy like started unstrapping me and he was like, you're so stupid. Why'd you save your partner? Like, why'd you save your partner? And when he was leaning in is when I saw USSR Corp on his uniform. Wow. Oh, interesting. So this is like a, this is a standard tactic that they use. I mean, if, if we've seen this in Hollywood movies. They always take the ones that fight, you know, like there's always the one, Yeah. there's always the guy who like they're torturing everybody, but the guy who keeps trying to fight back is the one who gets recruited or whatever. This is like, that's just common knowledge in, in the military in general, you know? So it makes sense that you would have yeah. a similar experience like that. And then we've heard Johan, Tony, other guys talk about like respawning or like, like not respawning, I guess, but going through the training. And if you fail, you got to live like the, you have to feel that death and then start over. Yeah. And then um, they went to- through the simulator. It was bad. Like what was weird about the memory is until I got the full memory back, I thought I was actually flying a craft. Like that's how real it is. And I thought I was actually stopping a craft with my mental abilities. And then when the full memory came in, I saw the end of it and they like pull something off your face and your head. Does that make sense? So they're simulating something and they're like watching your brain activity, but it's so advanced. 
Exactly. And that's yeah. what um when Corey Good came out with his original testimony, he talked about his virtual reality training. He did, yeah. And they, he said you wouldn't know. It's like in, it's like inside your head, so yeah, strong. It's yeah, like he said there's certain things that but the test was to figure out that you were in a simulation and that's how you pass the test. So um and, and that's just interesting to me, you know. It's a different type of test, obviously, but he just said how the technology, real, yeah. He said how real it was, you wouldn't know, you know. So we yeah. can be in simulation right now. Probably yeah. according to Elon Musk, you know, hey. We probably are Elon Musk is in right. a holographic simulation. Yeah. 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 Elon is right. Yeah, we just gotta find that hole in the wall like on the Truman show. Yeah, exactly. Uh it's like the Matrix. Yeah. The Matrix was disclosure in multiple mm -hmm. ways. They have the simulator type thing on the Matrix too. I just rewatched mm -hmm. that this year, and I was like, "That's what it's like. That's exactly oh, yeah. what it's like." Yeah. Nice. yeah, that's a good movie. Yeah, go go back and watch with new eyes if you haven't yeah. watched it in a while. Um, there's a lot there. There's so many layers of disclosure in that movie. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah. So um, keep going. Is there more to this? Um, um remember. I mean, I I remember. I remembered my family validated and then I took into a, a regression and abduction by my species though, like kind of checking on me in a way. Okay. Um, that was cool. That changed my life. Actually, it made me um, feel more comfortable to be on earth. Wait, so this was uh, an experience. Wait, I'm confused now. This was an experience. This where... is why mine's like tricky because I have this whole USS R Corp recruitment that I think I, I remember stuff from around age three. I definitely remember a lot in the third grade. And then again, at age 12, where I think I went out. But in intercepted or not intercepted, but in the middle of that timeline is contact with what I believe is my last life form species. Then they're watching over you, making sure that you're protected through all this. Would you say? I don't know about protected i don't know i don't get that sense but helping me okay just helping me understand i guess i mean what they say is like you knew before you came in and you did have a moment of choice because i remember once having a conversation and being like fuck you fuck this i'm pissed <laughs> and they were like listen you knew before you came in you did get tricked but you still accepted and so this is just a part of your life and me being like, well, I guess there's nothing more you can say then. You just accept that. Yeah, that's got to be tough. Um, and that's, I think, a realization a lot of people are having right now. Um, it, it, we hear about these recruitments and stuff, and it almost sounds like, yeah, you're tricked. But even if you weren't tricked, it doesn't sound like you would have much of a choice anyway. No, I think I always go back to that moment when I was like projecting out of my body and they were like, God damn it, get in your body or we're going to make this hard for you. And it's like, you're so you scared go. that they create a fearful consent where you're like, fine, fine. Mm -hmm. And that fine is consent, but it's like a forced consent. Sure. Mm -hmm. And that's still your choice. I could have been like, fine, make it hard for me. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's exactly why this stuff is surfacing, like we said earlier, because um, that's not right. Yeah. You, know, you shouldn't be doing that to our people. Um, well, even though it, that might have it's been not a different really group. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, I mean, um, but it still needs to be exposed, all of it. So, how, 
re- do you still have like memories coming back? Do you have re- yeah. like like recent experiences? Like, is it happening up to this day? Um, I mean, I question if it happened last week. Interesting. Yeah. I still have memories coming through. I mean, uh, now I'm getting like, you know, places that I was able to go. Well, I'll just tell you, I think it happened in Dallas. I think it was at Dallas Love Field Airport, which used to be a military base. I found a company. I remembered their name. I looked them up. I'm not going to say it now because I don't want to say anything that I think might put myself or another in harm's way, but they're based by a summer day camp that I went to which in a regression, I said, when did this happen? And they said, during day daycare, which I never went to, but then I put it together. But the company does uh, forensic evidence videos. And if you have memories of kind of, um, like I would say, it, I don't know if it's MK Ultra training or not, but there is a training where you're forced to watch horrific scenes interplayed with like common um that sounds like mk ultra yeah, yeah like so what i remembered was a swirling tv and having to sit in front of it and then watching something that i thought was just the channel changing but it was like terrible thing and then bob ross bob ross i remembered and then something else so i woke up one morning and i was like such and such institute you need to go look it up And then I looked it up and it's actually three miles from where I went to day school in the summer. And it was like, okay, well, this thing that I remembered, that's a forensic video company is three miles from where in a regression I said I was taken. Um, And that, that memory of the name of this place just came like three weeks ago. So it's still kind of, I mean, God knows what I don't remember. I only know what I do, you know? Yeah. So you have this memory, but do you, do you know? Okay. So you were young then when you think this happened? Eight. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Um, I guess what I was asking was, do you think like they're still taking you? Like, was that a memory that just happened last week? Or do you think like you're currently still active in this? I don't know. I did ask in a regression and I said, you're not re- yet ready for that answer. I do feel visitations though now mm-hmm. it's kind of weird I was thinking about that this morning like what if I am out there what what happens if you're out there and you die on earth so have you seen this this is crazy the movie just came out on Amazon Prime called the tomorrow war and it's about a temporal war where these where humans right now or whatever are taken into the future and they're fighting a war into the future and then they come they're brought back into this time and then they live out the rest of their life just like the 20 and back so like yeah kind of, except they're only, it's a lot different they're only gone for seven days and they come back but in that movie uh the guy finds out from somebody in the future that he'd actually died in the timeline on on earth, on earth. and then what um, happened to him he was able to go back because that hadn't happened yet he didn't actually die yet when he went back to the original time and in the movie, he was able to change the outcome because he knew because he knew what caused that, you know. So um, it's still like left a mystery in the movie. Either way, like there's a lot of disclosure in that movie. It didn't get good ratings, but it's a lot of like SSP timeline, like weird stuff, you know. And then it's all about a wrecked ship under the ice in Russia that crash landed here years ago, you know. 
Interesting. I feel that way about Manifest too. Like they've completely cheesed out the show, but there's a lot of disclosure in that show and a lot of what they experience is similar to what happens for me. Mm -hmm. Wow. So yeah, it makes sense now why you were led to Tony. Uh Yeah. So what would you mind sharing what exactly Tony said that kind of made you drop your jaw? Yeah. He said that when that 20 years is up, like you got to ask yourself if everything in your life changed. That was it. And that was a moment that you like, just like had kind of stopped and we're like, whoa. Well, I had, well, well, fuck it. It was very personal, but (laughs) I had learned that when I was feeling like really, really anxious that I needed to um, connect to my higher self so I thought, so I'd go into this like deep trance state, find myself out there, but I was on a ship in outer space and I would like yell at myself from the side, you know, like, Hey, Hey. And then I would like energetically shake myself and I would tell myself whatever. I'd be like, you got to calm down up here because I'm anxious as fuck down on earth. <laughs> and And I always was like, fuck, are we like, are our souls living in like UFO crafts? Like what's going on out there? Because I didn't know about, I didn't know a part of me could be out there. Yeah. And so when Tony said that, I was like, what the fuck? Like, what if, what if I was finding myself in a spliced bit of my own consciousness in outer space and like, it really is bad up there. And that's why I'm feeling it here. And then when the whole thing was over, I feel like if it is over, like, I don't know, I could, I don't know, but like that, you know, I remembered really weird stuff at age eight, nine, and then 29, like everything came back and my whole life changed. Then I was like, oh my God, what if I was out there? And that's and a the 20 reason year, why, that's a 20 yeah. year span too. So that's interesting. Yeah. And the reason why I was seeing myself on craft is not because our souls exist in UFOs. It's because maybe a splice of me was on a craft. And we hear that a lot. I've even thought um, I've seen craft and I wonder if I was up on that craft, like in the, in the programs, because it could look like that, you know, and even Tony, I think, or Johan, maybe they said like, you could potentially run into yourself if, if the, I remember you, I think Johan. if the circumstances were right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, like Tony, for instance, would come back to actually do missions on earth and Mm -hmm. he could have actually ran into himself. So if you were like connected enough to your soul source, then what if you could astral connect? And that's what I think I was doing. And that's why I would tell myself to calm down up there so that my life would chill out down here. Cause there, there is some correlation between what's going on for you emotionally off planet and where you are in the same like age on planet. I really believe that. 100%. I couldn't agree yeah. with you more actually. I think even physical down to some physical ailments and stuff. Um, yeah. uh, we have memories like another movie, the sixth day, it's a, cl- a movie about clones, but they depict in that movie that whatever happened to the clone, then the, or the original body or the next, even the next clone feels like, you feel the pain from your other, from your other um, personalities, from your other bodies. Yeah. 
You know, the bits of, I described it to myself in a regression as like, you know how a lily is like this, this is a closed lily bud and this is how we should be. But when you get into this technology, it does like this. Mm-hmm. So the petals open and you can be all of these things at once. I was only one, but that you still remain connected to the central part of who you are. But those things can be really far away from each other. Yeah. Like people call them altars, but in my regression, I was like, don't call it that. It's not an altar. Yeah, that's I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I think about altars a lot. I'm like, like, how does that work? It's I mean, this stuff is extremely confusing to begin with. So they don't want you to call it altars because it doesn't work like that. How how do you understand it then? Well, I'm not going to be so bold as to say altars don't work, but I wasn't an altar. I was very firm in my regression, in a regression, that don't call it an altar. We Our souls splice anyways. We have oversouls. And we splice into different experiences. Some overlap and some don't. So the essence of who you are remains the same in all splices or petals of the lily. It's still this, but it shows up in different ways, meaning different personalities, different lifetimes. So also I asked myself, were you involved in the secret space program? And my answer was no, we were involved in experimental programs. So that's like really important that I say that. And then that I only spliced once. So there weren't like five different splices of me. There were only two, if that makes sense. It it does make sense. It does make sense. But that's how we work as a medium too. I'm sorry to cut you off. But like our soul, a part of our soul source comes down as a body for this experience. But a big part of it remains up there. And that's when people say connect to your higher self. I think they're saying connect to your soul source energy. Mm -hmm. so our consciousness has been doing this from the beginning of the formation of consciousness however long ago that was these programs have learned how to make it artificial and to splice your soul in an artificial way but the soul's been doing it from the beginning wow interesting that that's very interesting and i'm glad you clarified that um Holy cow, I just lost my train of thought. What were you just saying? That was I was just saying that that our souls have been splicing for a long time. And I think that certain corporations have learned how to artificially, I think they've learned how to artificially create souls too. But yeah, there's a lot of experiencers that talk. Peter Slattery talks about that where he says, like like Shiji is a Pleiadian that he's in contact, he's been in contact with his whole life, but he says it's actually him. He says Mm -hmm. it's it's just another um, aspect of his soul, like and um and then there he said there's other ones too that he knows about and he, he said it's time really doesn't since time doesn't exist like it's not like it's not really like like everything's already happening at the same time so it's like it's it's yeah it gets mind-boggling to think about but um but yeah it's like all he's like that's all me just incarnated in different bodies and, and having different experiences but it's all him but with that that one's interesting though because that means he's interacting with himself, <laughs> with Shiji. Yeah. Um, who's a That's female, true. Who's That's a exactly. Who's yeah. giving him all this information and, and knowledge and stuff. Well, that's a great... All, all lives are at once, correct? Yeah. 
And yeah. just to get it out of the way, what I, what I was going to say is I'm glad you clarified that that was an experimental program. That's so weird that my mind just stopped when I was going to say that, but, um, and not the secret space program. Maybe you have a mental block around experimental programs. I know for, I, I, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking. I know I've, I have memories myself and experiences myself and, uh, some of them yeah, are, you've got the vibes. <laughs> I, I know it's not, uh, like you said, it's not that great. It's actually becoming, uh more and more apparent that something that's not going to be easy to deal with. And uh, it's all, you know, it sounds exciting, like you said, to the listeners sometimes, but it's not that exciting sometimes. Um, but what you were just saying, he, Peter was talking to himself, you know, and ultimately, yeah. ultimately, I had, a really well, cool, oh, no, go. I go, was go. just going to say, I had a, I, a session I've had one time, my higher self, my future self came into the room. And I was told to, um, whenever like you're meditating or, or, or not meditating, but trying to communicate to your higher self or your guides or whatever, they said right now at this point in my life, my best bet would be to talk to my future self from like 10 years from now, because apparently whatever I'm doing is like what I want to be, where I want to be. And it's just an interesting concept. Like um, we're always trying to reach outside of us looking for stuff, but it's like, you never think about like talking to your future self or your higher self or all that stuff, or maybe a being that you are in contact with is you like Peter's case, you know, it's so weird. It's it. I think when, you know, some of our great teachers or awakeners say like, you need to know how powerful you are. I think that's exactly what they're talking about. Like exactly specifically what they're talking about, which is that you are, I'm going to call it source energy, having all of these experiences with wisdom and ability to, you're not changing the past or the present. I mean, the future, because it's all existing now, like you can tap into these different lifetimes and gather information and slightly change things. It's not going to mess up. People are like, well, I don't want to change it. It's going to mess up now. And it's like, it doesn't actually work that way because it's all happening right now. Mm -hmm. The guy you were talking about, what did you say his name was? Peter Slattery. Yeah. Yeah. So when I first started making real, like focused contact with these ETs, I always sensed five, but I only saw four. And I was very confused by that until I tried a regression. And in my first regression ever, I understood that I was the fifth. Oh, okay. So when I would enter into communion or conversation with them, I altered slightly in wow. a way. So I was, I became the fifth of them. Interesting. So like a council almost. I call them the committee. Okay. The committee. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's really like gets me. I always think like, who are we really, you know? Yeah. And I've had people and I've had like information come through sessions. Like if you only knew who you really were, you wouldn't mm -hmm. even be worried. You know, I'm like, well, I still don't know, you know. So ask next time. I did that. I said, like, is this, is this my origin? And they were like, no, do you want to go to your origin? And I was like, yeah. And I went, I told myself it, it turned out to be 1.08 trillion light years away. And I was a blue wow. orb of light. Yeah. Star. Yeah. That's yeah, that no, yeah. it's just right around the corner. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um so ask. Yeah, I think there's blockages. I know there is. Um 
Asking is everything. Yeah. Asking and, and demanding. Like I was saying, I'm like, no, I want to remember. I'm remembering this right now. Or okay, if this is not, you know, when I said to my the ETs, if this is not who I am, who am I? Tell me, show me now. Yeah. Well, what happened with me, and I'm not trying to make this all about me, but what happened was no, let's talk about you. I've been talking the whole time. No, that's not why we do this. Um <laughs> yeah, but we're interviewing you now. Yeah. What happened was I was told. Uh, I asked because I was like remembering and having crazy experiences like it was over like I it made it very difficult to be alive and go to work the next day and act like nothing was going on and then all of a sudden one day they stopped and I couldn't figure it out and I actually started having like withdrawals I started missing it I'm like like nights will go by I'm like whoa like nothing's happening uh it was weird even though the experiences were never that great it's weird how you like it's almost like an addiction there but I was told that uh, through a session with someone, I asked why that happened. And they were shown that they uh, there was like almost a switch that was turned off. They said somehow or another, I was remembering way too much. Mm-hmm. And then my guides, whoever was watching over me, like saw me in the near future, like this version of me going crazy, like psychologically, like just losing my mind. And they had to dial it down, for lack of a better term. Uh, and put a block in because I had like, it was just, I was not supposed to be remembering what I was. And, and I think now that's making it very difficult because stuff slips through, but it's not a lot. And I don't even think I'm in a place in my life where I'm ready for all of it. So. Yeah. I think you, I think my advice to people is like, if you want to remember stuff, you got to like, you got to combo with deep, deep spiritual and self-work so that you can actually like integrate it and and keep asking yourself, like what I have to ask myself is like, okay, cool. How does this matter in my life right now? You know, and not, and not let it become too heavy or too serious. Like, okay, cool. I think I was abducted and spent at least six years in outer space. Exactly. What does that matter for my life right now? Do I still love the people around me the same? Am I a good person? Am I helping others with, but I can't, you know, I don't want to get into all of that, but like pair it with like deep spiritual work so that you can do something yeah. like it can yeah. become entertainment if you're, if you're not careful. Yeah. And I'm getting to the point where I'm, I'm doing exactly what you're saying. It's, there's things happening that I can no longer ignore. You know, um, we all get to, you know, you think you're healed, but that's not true. <laughs> you know, it's a lifelong, it's a lifelong yeah. healing in this exactly. body. Yeah. Except for Aaron, I'm still, I don't know. What's going on. <laughs> Except for me. Yeah, he's, I think you were born <laughs> no. healed. I don't no, know what's going not on. True. Um, not true. Um, earlier you mentioned, I don't even know if this has to do with your experiences, but you mentioned a timeline scan. Yeah. Uh, what were you referring to? Is that something that you can do for people or? Oh, the timeline scan. Yes. Well, I, um, I seem to be very adept at pulling trauma memories for people and like helping um, address them. Because what happens is if we all have a natural vibratory state, let's say, meaning like the way you're born, you come out with your vibration and it's, it's you. Mm-hmm. You get to be who you are. You get to attract things that are like your vibration get to live that life, but then things happen in the human world that throw that vibration off. So minor traumas, big traumas, whatever it is, and, and it gets lodged 
energetically, emotionally, vibrationally in your body, but also like flags in your timeline in a way as I see it. So a lot of times before I have a session with someone, I know nothing about people when I have sessions. I know your name and your phone number. And so I'll sit down and I'll start to focus on that person. And I just write down everything that's coming up in their um, energy that's important with the intention of what's highest and best for their spiritual and emotional growth and wellness. Mm -hmm. And what I seem to be skilled at doing is pulling trauma flashes. And I know like what age, I know what they were feeling. So I can't explain this, but we're already talking about weird shit. So one time, um, Tony and I agreed to do some astral work together just to see what would happen. We created a meeting point, which was the trapezoid base of the moon. We met there and then I, I grabbed his hand. I was like, let's go. And he like lodged, like he couldn't go. And I was like, what's going on? And then I got this flash of a orange or yellow raft. And I saw this young kid like going under and bobbing up and grasping for air in the water under the raft and then going down. And he came up one time and I was like, calm down. You have to calm down. You're going to, you're going to be okay. You have to calm down. And then I like flashed out of that memory and I would in the astral adventure with Tony I said I can't take you you have to fix that and I left and I went and did my own thing I found a client out in the astral world and I was like talking anyways <laughs> the next day I called Tony and he was like I saw you there but nothing happened for me and I asked Tony I said did you ever almost drown like seven or eight years old young kid here's the kicker he said yeah I was out on a raft in the lake with my sister and these bullies pushed over the raft and I couldn't swim that well. And I kept like going down and coming up and going down and coming up. And he's like, you know, what's fucking weird about that is when my sister finally pulled me into the raft, she goes, who's Jackie? What? I just got... was screaming Jackie. And she was like, my friend's name is Cassie. Who's Jackie? No way. Yeah. That's chills. That's, that's crazy. That's insane. So that's really why you connected with Tony. <laughs> yeah, this happened. <laughs> when it, when it seven, yeah. But I seem to be able, I've had one other instance where I remembered a trauma instance for someone and they were like, you know, it's like you were there only one other time. But I mean, I think our souls are huge. You know, I think this stuff happens, can happen. We should use it. So I can see timelines of people with trauma stuff. And it, it's not always, it's just if I, if my intention is what's most important, sometimes that comes through. Yeah. Whatever needs to be mm -hmm. healed. Mm -hmm. Because for some reason, Tony couldn't go further as a vibration being until he addressed that. And I think that's happening for a lot of us. If we don't work on the things that are vibrationally lowering our bodies, then our spirit bodies also can't fully integrate. Like we can't fully tap into it. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going to be calling you after this. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I will, because um, I feel like maybe you could help in some areas. So we'll get into that. Definitely. Well, I'm happy to help where I can. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So 
your scientific background didn't stop you from believing in any of this stuff, apparently, because you were almost, almost. <laughs> yeah. So how did it's like, how did that happen? What did you get to like a threshold to where you're like, okay, like I have to accept this stuff now. It's just too accurate. It's too accurate to not. And then I became open to experiential knowledge and experiential beliefs, meaning if I'm experiencing this and it's this accurate. It doesn't mind. It doesn't matter if I can't find it explained somewhere. But if you dig deep enough into the quantum world, I think you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it it almost. I mean, I was. What is your scientific background, just for the audience? Well, you- it's not really that scientific. I I. So I graduated grad school when I was just barely 22, not quite 22, actually. So I flew through the, you know, academia world. I studied um, linguistics and Spanish, and then I went into foreign policy and international communication. And I was done when I was 22. All the way through grad school with honors, I went into management consulting and then operations in the tech world. And then I started studying yoga. And I think yoga is when my interest in quantum physics kicked in because I was like, holy shit. People have been teaching this for thousands of years. I'm experiencing it now. And then I hit the books studying, trying to figure out how this is actually possible because it's just, you, I mean, you, you experience it. It's too accurate. Mm-hmm. It's just too accurate to not believe it anymore. Yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. Um, I'm giving long answers so you can like. No, you know, no. Okay, it's okay. Actually, it's actually yeah. necessary because they're not. It seems like a simple question, maybe, but you're you're explaining things very well. I think um, it's gonna go. Uh, it's gonna resonate. It's gonna be uh, digestible for the audience. You know. Okay. Good. Um, it is for me anyway. You know, sometimes I take it for granted how much like how I guess seasoned we are like yeah. as far as how much we know and we're always talking about this stuff but then we have people in the comments ask questions but we'll be questions we'll be throwing around terms and stuff like it's common knowledge and then we forget like oh yeah not everybody even knows what we're talking about you know mm-hmm. so <clears throat> i think you're Everyone's doing a good different levels that's that's the thing you gotta yeah realize. yeah, yeah. You're doing a good da- job of, of breaking that down so thanks yeah um is there any other like um experiences that that come that you remember that you feel like sharing before we start wrapping this up well if i was going to help somebody like me i would say like um you know there was a lot of being pulled out of class i think that's a big thing and and believe it um time missing time is a big thing. I'm just trying to think what would be the most helpful for other people. Uh, And then not trying to like make what you remember fit with somebody who's like famous in this industry or not industry, but in this world. Um, Don't try and make what you're experiencing fit in that because it can kind of drive you crazy or make you discredit yourself. Instead, just like start writing your own timeline of like, I remember this then and this then, and and don't question yourself. Like, so when I went all the way to my um, soul, I guess, my starlight, 
to who I really am, what I told myself was like, nobody is lying. People are just confused. Like I specifically told myself to help people in this world who are working with these memories and figuring these things out. And I said, there's nobody, people are just confused. So one message I would want to say is like, it's not necessarily memory, but I would want to tell people like, don't try and make yours fit into somebody else's account. Like don't discredit yourself, just trust it and work with it and work with someone who can help you so that you don't go crazy in the future. That's great advice. Actually, that's really good advice because for one, can you imagine like we just have a handful of well-known people who are sharing their memories. There's thousands of people, if not more that are getting memories back, but there's a handful Mm -hmm. that people know. How many programs are there? How many different experimental programs are there? You might be in something totally like what you experienced. No one else may be having the same memories of that USSR Corp or whatever. You know, I'm just using it as an example. Correct. You might be the first one having memories from this specific group or whatever. So how many uh, species are on the earth? Think about that. Like we just kind of blindly accept all these species on the earth well space is like that times a million Mm -hmm. like nobody owns disclosure nobody owns experimental programs nobody has the formula there's too many species out there if you believe that one person or one species is dominating this whole thing then you're not honoring and humbling yourself to the truth of outer space it's that simple it's just Mm -hmm. too fucking big (laughs) <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah, no i know it's amazing yeah. that you're saying that no it's it's a great point absolutely i couldn't agree more and uh yeah speaking of disclosure talk about a dud huh that last the the nine page document that we got i i i saw that coming from seven lifetimes ago <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well luckily i've never for a long time i've never had expectation or hope or like Disclos- I knew disclosure was never going to come from any official so- government or source because they're the ones suppressing suppressing it. it. They're yeah. the ones that have an interest in not. That's why they haven't brought it forward for so long. Like otherwise, it would have happened a long, long time ago, and we wouldn't have this control system in general. So, like, I, it, I'm just like, why do people like for a long why do time you get ago? Your hopes up. Yeah. I'm like, why do people? Why are the the UFO community always like, oh, we need disclosure, and they and they're saying like from governments, and I'm like, how, do we really expect that's going to happen? Yeah, yeah like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. In, in a sense, and, they know that it, like we know the trick, we know their game, but we're still asking for them to give us. But real disclosure is yeah. like us. This show, yeah, it's like. This- people are being contacted themselves and people are having experiences themselves like you and like we have and like that's disclosure is just like us telling our stories and like sharing yeah and that's it (laughs) it's not don't rely on like oh it has to come from a government to officially tell us that it's happening well and then what and then you think they're gonna really like release the technology or like let us well, there, there's them. something like, there is something there that i know some people really want disclosure for and it's a selfish reason because they want to be able to say i told you so to everyone who pointed fingers at them and called them crazy and thinks that they're nuts and that they're yeah. wasting their life away chasing something that doesn't exist 
there's a part of all these people that want like that official disclosure. So you can be like, I told you I'm not crazy. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel that I can. Yeah. I can oh yeah. That. I, I would love to say like my mom's side of the family. I mean, my sister has her own experiences with whatever, but I'm not going to go into that. It's one side of the family is like, yeah, duh. And the other side is like, and for <laughs> that side of the family, I want to be able to be like, see, it's yeah. real. It's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel that. I don't think I answered one question you asked. Do I think I'm still active out there as a, a lily petal? I don't mm-hmm. know. Do I still get visitations and contact? Yes. And that's what I was saying, I think, last week. And my um, boyfriend experienced it for the first time. Yeah. Oh, as far as what, being contacted? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't, I don't, <sighs> You yeah. Don't have to share his experience. I just mean no. It just like we have this code where if I'm not sure if I'm here or gone, that I touch his hand. It always happens in bed. So there was a night where I immediately set up. There was a bright light outside of our window. I grabbed his hand, and then both of us woke up at 9 a.m. And we always get up at seven because we have dogs. Oh yeah. And he said to me, um, you're aliens. And I go, I think so. And I have this spot on the back of my head. My sister calls it a port. I realize I'm going into so much when we're wrapping up, but um, no, we don't have to wrap up right. Go ahead. Yeah. No, this, this is, is good stuff. I reached back and there was like either a random bug mark in the same place or like a little needle mark in the back of my head. And this time we actually like took a picture of it, you know, wrote down everything. So for me, there's a pattern when I experience deep pain or heartache, I tend to get visited. And I feel like I get a a reset of my medium skills because if I'm suffering or in a lot of pain, I'm not as good at being a medium. The reason why I think I'm a medium is because that's the way we communicated in that alien life form. I brought that ability into this body, the ability to share all present moments at once. So what I've noticed is if I'm going through something really human, which happens in my job, like people die in terrible ways, people are in a lot of pain and it gives me heartache, I tend to get visited. I tend to have a reset. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. I think that that happened last week. And for the first time, I think that, um, like my boyfriend was like, I saw the light out and we're on the 11th floor. So a bright light outside of our window, oh. it was like a big thing, but yeah, but I have no memory of it. I just, when I woke up, I was switched on. I was like getting downloads <laughs> messages. And I call it connected messages, but yeah. So, um, I don't know if I have a part of my consciousness in some kind of enslaved role in a program, but I definitely feel like I still have contact with my species. Oh, I don't have the like beautiful, clear messages that some people have, but something's going on. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that something's happening. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't be here right now, obviously. Otherwise. So. So that's it. (laughs) You know, what's funny about the dog thing. You said your your dogs usually wake you up. I've had an experience one time where I was actually aware um, for part of it. And, and uh, I'll, I'll be sharing that experience when I speak at Isetti, uh in a couple of weeks. But I noticed that 
my dog looked like she was sedated. Mm-hmm. Talking about this, yeah. Man. Like, and, and I had to get out of bed um, during that experience. It's 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 a long. I'm not even going to go into the whole thing. It'll take too long. But um, if I even move in bed, my dog, um, yeah, they're the alert. Just get up immediately. They're light sleepers. Um, no, she was like, like out of, it. out of it, like heavy, heavy breathing, like was not waking up. I just to validate that a little, I had, I had, this is a year ago, maybe I, when I felt they were there, not mine though, something else was going on. I, I won't get into the whole story, but I remember arguing with them. They were like, go in the front yard. And so I like, uh, remote viewed the front yard and I was like, I'm not fucking going out there. I see you. And they were like, go in the front yard. I was like, no, I'm not going in the front yard. You're not here. Look, my dog's. And they're like, your dogs are sedated. Wow. Mm. Like, I was like, you're not really here. If you were here, then my dogs would be reacting. And they were like, you know, you know, we're here because your dogs aren't moving. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that that one's a bit. Yeah, that that's what told that's what did it for me, too, because mm-hmm. I was like, why? My, I, it didn't dawn on me immediately, but I'm like, she should be up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Ours slept until nine and the cat and the cat, if she sleeps till nine, something's going on. Cause she's yeah. an asshole in the night. <laughs> yeah. As cats are. Yeah. Many times. Yeah. Well, if they can do that, that's apparently that's how they swap out clones with the polis- with these politicians also. Right, right, right next to their lover. Uh, they wouldn't oh, even know. Dude, they have the technology to do yeah. so much beyond what people yeah. can imagine. Wait, yeah. yeah, we've been cloning since the '60s, at least. If you it, you can just it, read declass documents, like we've been cloning for so long. Oh yeah, probably yeah. earlier Longer than that. that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, that book you just read, the Secret Journey of Planet Serpo, they mm-hmm. talk about talk about, they talk about a percentage of the army in World War One being cloned. You World know, World War One, which was like yeah, early. And, uh, and we can't prove or verify it, but 20th, early 20th. Yeah. yeah. Like very early. Yeah. So I, yeah, the clones I know for 100%, first of all, the secret space program, like that's how they, that's how they pull it off with clones. I mm. think so too. I think they clone the body and send. Uh... Yeah. I, and I, I, I think it's different groups have different ways of doing it. I, I truly believe there's like probably a, a, a whole plethora of ways to do it but one of them definitely is the cloning you know i want to say one last thing and i don't know why but i'm going to trust it there was a lot of focus in my training on the place where my head was shaved around strengthening my hip flexors it's so random but there was random i'm 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 suffering right now i actually have um i'm i'm uh, running out of options, basically. I'm trying to figure out what I can do about my hips, my hip flexors. Yeah, I That's think it's fatigue. it's fatigue. Fatigue from what, though? Well, I don't know. You'll have to figure that out. I just wanted to tell you that. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> I was just telling him yeah. before we went on, right before okay. we went on the show, I was telling him about it. Um, What's well, your, it's your lower back, but that's the, but, but no, when people have looked at it, my hips, that's like the cause of hips, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's, well, we can talk about it offline, but there's probably yeah. more there for you. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll definitely be talking. Um, I know. I mean, I, I don't want to withhold anything, but I also like the nature of my work. It can be a little bit like um, exposing, and I just don't want to do that to anyone. So. Yeah, I appreciate. Yeah. It. We'll just talk offline. Yeah. Um, um, wow. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that because yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're definitely you're definitely picking up on that. Um, so. Can you please let people know how they can find you, how they can uh, book a session with you and how they can find talks with Tony and that show and all of the above? Yeah, I'm not on any social media, although Tony just made us a Facebook page, but connectionswithjackie.com. It's J-A-C-I and everything's there. Links to everything are there. Sessions, Tony and my show, other fun things that I teach and do. That's easy. One spot for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And that, um, guys, go go uh go check out Talks with Tony for one. If you haven't watched the show, if this Binge doesn't it, yeah. if this doesn't make you interested in checking it out, um, it's a great show. It's a really cool duo. And uh yeah, when, what do you guys have coming up as far as that goes? Anything that you can I'm talk about crypto this week. Um, nice. we just did that on saturday yeah oh yeah. did you yeah. so crypto but particularly like tony's always like can't you use your psychic senses to like tell me what to buy <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about like also using psychics to get information i don't do that it's not i'm not interested in it so sure. whatever but well, um yeah detoxing getting your own abilities stronger is the topics lately that's what Ivan Teller, if you were ever, if you're aware of him, he's a channeler and he has people coming to him all the time wanting to know what crypto is going to do. Mm-hmm. And, and he made, he said a funny quote. He's like, you could tell people the secrets of the universe and all they'll care about is what Bitcoin is going to do. Yeah. You know? um, which is still, that's 3d matrix programming. You know? mm-hmm. the, yeah, yeah. The 3d program. Um, but it's just funny. So it's true though it's yeah. so true i could tell somebody something that's going to change their life if they would embrace it and work with it and they they're still going to want to know what crypto is doing yeah yeah you know you, you might know how to get rich you might yeah. actually check out his channel and and just uh watch maybe a, a video or two of him talking about crypto just because you if you're looking if tony's looking for that he does that stuff you know he does uh, i'll yeah, tell he, him to watch it yeah I'm, have a good life i'm happy yeah you can look he can even book a session with him and ask him all those questions too and you, you know it's with a grain of salt it's just whatever comes through and you pick who you want him to channel so it could be your higher self it could be whatever interesting um, maybe i will just to experience another i've had a session with him two sessions with him and uh some of the information is scary that comes through you know like like you like just some stuff so accurate yeah. And then some of it's so out there, but you have to consider it at least because of the accurate shit, right? Yeah, exactly. You're like, wait, he can't be all crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes live every night and channels all these beings on YouTube. And he has like hardly anyone watching, but I almost feel like he could be like, it seems so, so crazy. But a part of me feels like he could be so close to the truth on certain things, but it's so uncomprehensible for most people mm. that it doesn't even need to be censored because it just sounds ridiculous anyway. I'll check it out. I'll yeah. Check it out. Um, I don't know. It, not everything he says, obviously, it's channeling, right? Yeah. Um, We're human, too. We're, we've got to come through our human. So there's yeah. always going to be a little glitchy. Thing. Yeah, Percentage yeah. that yeah, gets I, distorted. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, so mm. just take it with a grain of salt because you never know. I'm not saying that he's like some god or something. I'm just saying it's interesting. 
And because of him, I have gotten a lot of new ideas, theories, and perspectives on things that I thought I had figured out, you know? So um, if anything, it gets gets the wheels turning. So anyway, that being said, uh, thank you so much for coming on. This was incredible. Thank you both for having me on. This was a lot of fun. You had, uh, um, I feel like there's more that you could probably share, you know? Uh, maybe we'll do this again if you want yeah. in the future. You know, anytime. It was great to be on. Thank you both, Aaron mm-hmm. and Tyler. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. It was great. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for watching. Thank you all for the donations. Thanks for everything you guys do to even keep us afloat. And um, make sure you go check out Talks with Tony. Go uh, book a session with Jackie. Don't forget <laughs> to uh, come see us at Isetti or in Sedona. Tickets are available still for both conferences, I believe. And uh, yeah, you said either still tickets. I really? I just saw. I don't wow, know. If, I could be wrong. Don't even listen to me on it these. Might be. I'm, yeah. I'm just surprised. Usually it sells out. Um. Anyhow, uh, yeah, come hang out with us if you want. Buy a ticket. Come hang out with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to meeting some of you guys. I know. I know some people have already told us they're going to be there. So uh, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a busy month for us. We're going to be gone for like yeah. 14 days or something crazy like that. I don't know. Back to back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. And we're looking forward to seeing what Jackie and Tony have coming up next. Thanks. Um, good night, everybody. And we will see you. Oh, the dog's saying good night. <laughs> He's saying good night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good night, guys. We'll see you next time. Good night, guys.